Well, hey, so uh, welcome. We're, we're rolling. This is happening. We're in the zone now. We're in the new studio. Uh, welcome, Sensei Joe. Glad to be here. We're glad uh, enjoying the new studio. This is quite quite lovely. Yeah. This is maybe the best space we've been in, really. It's it's smaller than some of the spaces we've been in. In, but, a, in a good way. But the privacy is very nice. This is actually... Um, sorry, we didn't even introduce our, our guest yet, but we'll, yeah, you'll just we're chime in. There. We're getting there. We're getting it. Background noise. Yeah, right? So... Um, uh, we have actually, if you think about it, we've really never had a fully private podcast studio. We've always had things going on yeah, where we haven't been able to fully lock ourselves away. Yeah, right. Now, granted, there's some traffic outside of here and we might hear some things, but generally, yeah. this is kind of it, man. And we've got like the shades pulled. Like this is, you know, there could be any kind of, uh, you know, uh, underhanded things going on. Drug deals, whatever. I've got yeah. all, all kinds of clandestine. Yeah, we've all, we got three. We were all, yeah. we're all carrying suspicious backpacks today. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So who knows? And there's a weird. There's like a weird. Uh, totally. There's like a weird suitcase in here. I don't know what this is. Who knows what could happen? Yeah. <laughs> is this for that? It's just, like, yeah, it's just all the gear. Yeah. But anyway, so we're very happy that uh, our very first guest in our brand new space is Mike Calway Fagan, artist, curator, uh, man about town. And oh, you're in your eye looks pretty good. I, 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 Mike came here today looking like a pirate, but his now his eye is miraculously healed because of the Art Fight podcast and our healing vibes. <laughs> totally. If you come and be our guest, you too shall be healed. Is that that pirate, <laughs> pirate immune system. <laughs> So you're just what you're saying is the the eye patch was not. You're trying to convince us that it wasn't just for style. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, everybody I'm goes through a patch phase. I'm wondering myself. Patch actually. phase. <laughs> no, that's good. Uh, but yeah, so you came up from uh, uh, from Chattanooga, mm-hmm. um, which you know, for those listening that are not in Tennessee, uh, that's you know a couple two and a half hours away, and it's um, home of the Chattanooga Choo Choo, an actual train. Yeah, and it's a, it's a really cool sort of uh, more mountainous, um, mm-hmm. uh, slightly more. I don't know, natural environment than say what natural yeah. is. Yeah, it's it's actually bound in uh, by two mountains, or I guess three, maybe even four, but mm-hmm. uh, specifically Signal Mountain and uh, Lookout Mountain. Mm-hmm. Um, and it forms kind of a, um, I don't know, like an enclave there in the valley. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and you're right up against the river there. Right up against the river. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the Tennessee River. Yeah, and, and mm-hmm. also in the Appalachian foothills. Yeah, yeah, it's really something else. And you guys have a beautiful, uh, the reason why I think about the river is because your um, your museum is right on this gorgeous bluff of the rivers, and your city in general has done wonders with their riverfront areas that, that I think really help emphasize this idea that you just have this sort of natural beauty of mm-hmm. Chattanooga that that like our riverside our, our, our riverfront area does not show you anything about the natural beauty of Nashville it does, refl- it does reflect the varying set of values right. it's weird I mean I, I mean I haven't been downtown I guess uh-huh. in some time but the evolution of well, the evolution in Nashville has probably like been talked about ad nauseum mm-hmm. but sure. downtown specifically I think um yeah, I don't know. Like the 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 arc of evolution is very hard to follow. I think in some ways. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's been pretty wild. And uh, another thing that that people who might who aren't familiar with Chattanooga might not know, Chattanooga also has uh, an amazing free local Wi-Fi system, right? 
Yeah, I don't. I don't know about. Yeah, I, uh, well, it's it's unique for a couple of reasons. One is it's not just pub. It's well, number one, it's unique that it's munis- a municipal function. Mm-hmm. That is a unique thing, structure alone. And then secondly, it's gigabit. Right. So so the thing is, is that um, the the speed of what you're getting in Chattanooga is exponential compared to what you would normally get in like a, just a high spot high speed what uh, we're literally paying for in Nashville right and so, <laughs> so, so the, the thing about it that's really cool though is that it's actually sparked a lot of uh, innovation because um, like for instance like there's a lot of people from Silicon Valley that have come to Chattanooga because they are trying to be on the forefront as every because eventually everything's going to be gigaspeed internet mm-hmm. and so what they're doing now is they want to go ahead and be in that environment so that they can start developing applications and software and tools and, right. and infrastructure and all the things that are going to be sort of introduced because of that Yeah, and then they're going to uh, do th- like so for, here's a good example like I know that somebody there is probably working on video editing software that's cloud-based mm-hmm. because right now the, the burden of video editing is you have to use your computer, you have to mm-hmm. have all the files local. Right. Uh, it's extremely taxing to the system and all that. But now if you have gigaspeed, you can make software that will make high-quality proxies mm-hmm. of the files that you can store locally, but they're very low impact on your computer. Mm-hmm. And then all the editing, processing, effects, everything for audio, right. video, every, all that kind of high uh, definition or 4K files yeah, and editing and all files, that. Right. All that stuff can start to live in server farms in the cloud and just stay there. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to be able to like uh, edit more freely on mobile devices or other computers in ways that you never could before because now the speed is there to transmit mm-hmm. those kind of files. So anyway, that, that's just one of a gazillion poss- possibilities introduced by this little mountain town in Tennessee mm-hmm. um, having some forward-thinking people there and, and doing some interesting things. I, th- I think it also presents like a <clears throat> like a really strange cultural foil, maybe not strange, but um, uh, I don't know, like an interesting case study of uh, of like this cultural collision, the high speed internet and the sort of hyper productivity that yeah. potentially that could enable, and then the um, you know whether it's true or it's just sort of uh, something celebrated and adopted as um, I don't know, like as a uh, characteristic of Southern identity, the kind of slowness. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and I don't. I, it's just a very strange. Um, gosh, I don't know. It's uh, things. It's, it's almost like working against each other that have to form some cooperative, right. new balance. I mean, and I think you know the Southern slowness aside from like the romanticism, like there there's a there's a truth there. It's sticky. It's hot. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's a lot of hills, like one can't physically, uh, uh, you know, maneuver in the city maybe as, as quickly as you could in a flat place. Sure. Um, that isn't 99 degrees. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, yeah, don't be like, don't think you're going to be a cyclist from uh, L.A. And then, sh- and then show up in Chattanooga. And Just try to be a jogger in Nashville, man. When I first moved to Nashville, I was like going for a jog. And it was like, God damn it, this is hard. <laughs> I quickly realized I didn't want to be a runner in Nashville. It was awful. <laughs> jogging, not for the faint of heart. <laughs> it's a lot easier in Michigan, I can tell you that Quite much. literally. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so, um, but obviously there's, you know, part of that culture that you're speaking to is, I mean, there's a lot of creative culture. In Chattanooga, I mean, I, my wife's from Chattanooga. She's from Signal Mountain, and uh-huh. uh, you know, so I've gotten to be a little bit more familiar with it than I probably would have otherwise. And it's definitely a cool place. It's definitely like sort of the anti-Nashville 
Um, but without necessarily Memphis is the anti-Nashville. Yeah, I would. Well, yeah. Uh, I don't think so because I I, th- I feel like Memphis is sort of a, a a tandem a little bit because it is still this kind of uh, music culture driven mm. at least by brand identity. I'm, I'm or channeling uh, Dwayne Butcher. <laughs> but Chattanooga is sort of like the opt out. Like I'm just going in another direction. It's more peaceful. It's more natural. It's more just uh, relaxed generally, even with some of that tech culture and mm-hmm. all that, there's still the prevailing culture of just uh, that slowness. It, it, you know, you're in a mountain town. We'll, we'll see. Cause, mm. cause you think I it's think, really changing? I mean, there is, um, and I've, I've been there, I'm going on three years, um, the uh, turnover um, of, uh, you know, like um, neighborhoods and gentrification and, you know, sort of uh, bearing witness to um, the influx, you know, the way um, Nashville maybe like hit this sort of boom period, mm. I don't know, however many years ago. Um and the, and the, I don't know, like the lack of um, foresight or or real like plan, planning. When people talk about planning, mm-hmm. um, it seems like what they're talking about is uh, you know they jotted something down on like a, a third of a piece of college rule paper, mm-hmm. you know, instead of like. Um, you know, thinking about 10, 20 years and how to build infrastructure. And Civic design is sort of not a, a consideration. It's more about turnover and profit. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. Same disease everywhere, really. All the all the towns, uh, not just even in Tennessee, all these mid-sized cities are all mm-hmm. kind of getting uh, turned over the same way. But, mm-hmm. you know, I think that that affects everybody that we, we talk to um, in some way or another because everybody's sort of up against it, right? Especially if you're doing creative work, you're in a place where you're, you know, always trying to fight the battle of uh, doing what, you know, is most inspiring to you versus what helps you live. And sometimes those things are the same thing and sometimes they're very different and, sure. you know, all that. So have you been able to sort of like uh, find the, a balance there with, with all that? Or is it, do you feel like it's, or maybe a weird way to ask is like, uh, do you think that what's going on there in Chattanooga? I know that it influences a lot of creative work for me and for others here in Nashville to have endured all the change and, mm-hmm. and the prevailing, pre- prevailing psychology and all the weird shit that goes on. So I guess I'm just curious, like for you, to, you know, sometimes you become like, a, it's like a Stockholm syndrome to, to things that suck. You know, it's like, I, I, I kind of feed off of it, mm-hmm. you know? <clears throat> well, I think um, maybe because it's sort of like in its infancy of, um, you know, really interrogating, uh, you know the the vast instances of inequality yeah. and um you know the lack of and i'm totally ignorant but and an outsider um and also privileged uh but to kind of bear witness to um uh shoot what was i saying uh, to bear witness to that development when it's in its infancy. Um, and it seems like, I think, because, um, I don't know, people are doing more of the hard work that it takes to actually uh, exercise vulnerability, maybe when it comes to uh, d- development, equity, identity, um, intersectionality, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of an interesting thing, I think, to be in the middle of, and we're definitely in the midst of, um, uh, being that I work for a, non, a burgeoning nonprofit arts organization. Um, 
Yeah, so I don't know. That that's uh that's that's been fascinating. And then on the you know, on the split side it's like um the and Nashville does in, at least in memory in my memory, uh Nashville does this too uh a kind of flaunting or broadcasting of an identity that's based on um a culture that they barely sustain. That's right. Um, yeah. And, you know, as a prime example, when I went studio hunting, which I, I now haven't had a studio in, I don't even want to say, 19 months or something mm-hmm. like that, which, you know, isn't into the world. But um, uh, the spaces that I found were upwards of $3 a square foot and not... This is in Chattanooga? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and some closer to $4. And, you know... I mean, I think my default setting is unfortunately maybe a little snarky, but, you know, in all honesty, communicating with uh, these realtors and landlords and expressing to them that like, hey, you know, I can get a space in L.A., for cheaper than I can get one in Rossville, Georgia. (laughs) And I don't think you could find that on a map. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that that's profoundly frustrating. Um, Profoundly frustrating. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, it's um. It, oh, and I'm sorry. Yeah, no, and I, ahead, yeah. I will also say though that, that you know, as as angry or as uh, incensed or annoyed as that might make me, um, there are a lot of sort of informal spaces. One of the things I really appreciated about Nashville um, and some of the other southern towns I've lived in is um, is is spaces that. Uh, and again, you know, this, some of this mobility and agency is a byproduct of, uh, you know, my, my own privilege. Um, but being able to like walk down railroad tracks, mm-hmm. um, you know, these kind of spaces where, um, y- you know, like, uh, an authoritative presence maybe, um, has sort of faded away or, mm-hmm. you know, is, is concentrated in other spaces or I, I feel like s- some of that informality is um, embedded in the culture a bit. And, you know, maybe that's, you know, has to do with, like, weird individualism and that kind of stuff. And it's probably fleeting to some extent. Mm -hmm. And also just being smaller and less developed than a place like Nashville, I'm sure, too, is just like, you know, it's property owners hiring security guards and maybe in in a place like Chattanooga, they haven't gotten to that point yet in a lot of ways, um, which I think is beautiful. Let's let's go ahead and talk about uh, the fact that you are the curator at Stoveworks. And I think Stoveworks, in a weird way, also like the Internet, you know, pioneering and all this stuff in Mm -hmm. Chattanooga is, you know, it's it's something that people might be surprised to know is going on in Chattanooga in terms of this like alternative creative art space and uh, exhibitions and all the things that, that are planned uh, sure. for that. But you're better you're better spokesman than I am. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not, Joe. <laughs> that was awesome. We can sign Take it easy, now. man. This guy, yes. Take it easy on the iPad sky. This has been really fun. Um, yeah, I, I think uh, Stoveworks, we started out well, first, let me say uh, the director, Charlotte Caldwell, um, has uh, worked uh, hard is an understatement. Mm-hmm. I mean, she has really lived, breathed and, uh, you know, eaten. It, it is uh, entering her pores at every single moment of the day, uh, this task of building up this organization. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are, uh, although we Although we um, sort of exist in a in a, a more kind of norm, nomadic state, um, uh, 
we have been able to mount some pretty significant programming over the past um, yeah, year and a half, I guess, uh, maybe two years, um, such that um, we've obtained official nonprofit status. We've been invited to apply for one, maybe more, uh, major national grants, mm-hmm. which, um, you know, I think we're all sort of like, uh, you know, tickled, mm-hmm. <laughs> honestly. Yeah. Um, well, that's all a really big deal for people who don't know about the not-for-profit world. Just getting that, just getting that status is, is a years long effort, you know? Totally. And the, the paperwork and, um, y- you know, particularly I think with, uh, um, you know, young program that is um, without, I mean, we have a permanent space. We have actually uh, something like 55,000 square feet, um, which is in the process of being developed. Um, it's uh, a, a really massive um, series huge, of, yeah. Yeah, of um, connected buildings um, that will house uh, multiple galleries, a fully funded artist residency, and I can go into more depth. Mm-hmm. Uh, an arts library, which is kind of my pet, pro- another one of my pet projects. And um, this is what I love about it is like all these different facets and all these different sort of like missions that can be fulfilled under the Stoveworks banner. Totally. And this is if I'm let me tell me if I'm saying this right. Charlotte's family actually ran a stove works in Chattanooga and this, this location that you hope to make your home base Mm -hmm. is that old building. Yeah. I I mean, kind of the uh, truncated story is that Charlotte was uh, working as residency director and coordinator in upstate New York, actually in Wasaic for the Wasaic project, Mm -hmm. which is a um, pretty amazing residency. Um, And she moved back to Chattanooga with the, um, sole intention, uh, sort of laser beam concentration <laughs> on uh, this goal of opening um, an, an arts entity. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you move back, I think, looking for space that was, um, you know, a lot to take on, but manageable. Mm-hmm. So that maybe was in the ballpark of 10,000 square feet, mm-hmm. a residency in a small gallery space. Mm-hmm. Um and and very quickly, um, she found out that uh, this building had come on the market. And yes, this this building was um, a series of warehouses that originally was a casket factory, but then was uh, per- purchased by Charlotte's grandfather uh-huh. and um, turned into Stoveworks, which was a, um, a facility that assembled cast iron stoves. And actually, the foundry was across the street. This really neat conveyor belt that transported these massively heavy cast iron pieces so they could be assembled um, across the way. So there's this history um, and kind of like an amazingly fraught history, too, Mm -hmm. in, you know, the kind of, um, I don't know, the kind of potential poetry that comes from a degree of fraughtness. um, I like the idea too that it's uh, without interrupting you too much. No, no, I just no. want to say like I can't help but notice there's something really cool about the the parallel of um, an environment for cast iron stoves. Mm-hmm. Just the the sheer like just uh, utility of that. At the same time, the materials, the weight, the 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 commitment to doing that, like the the amount of like sort of elemental, you know, sort of. Uh, Fury that is need to needed to to be managed in terms of heat and weight, and you're talking about these conveyors and all this. It kind of it seems like an interesting sort of apt metaphor for like trying to just get an idea 
uh, out of your head, oh, you know, man. in some I mean, weird way. Well, and think about, um, you know, the collision of uh, the casket factory. Yeah, right. You know, which ostensibly um, is is. Uh, at least in Western culture, significant in the process of decay yeah. and impermanence. Yes, and then um, the cast iron, which um, you know, for you know, I don't know, centuries, thousands of years, is uh, you know, other than stone, the material that has been utilized to create legacy and permanence. Mm-hmm. Yes, and, yes, um, yes. There's something That's so cool. You know, my like dorky like sculpture mind is like, oh my god, that's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, that that's kind of like a beautiful thought. I it really think. is. And um, oh, I have to backtrack. So yeah, yeah. Thinking about both of those things, we actually invited a. Um, some paranormal researchers. Yes. That's awesome. I was going to say, we said it used to be a casket adventure. Yeah. I'm like, it's not haunted. First, of, <laughs> first yeah. of all, do they have a YouTube channel? How, can you tell me the date on the building as well? Or <laughs> oh, something I don't like know the exact date. I 1800s. Mean, so that's turn of the century, okay. maybe like early 20th century. Okay. But I'm, I, you know, I might be wrong. And the other thing is that, um, uh, since there are multiple buildings. Um, oh, I see. There wasn't just one specific space. Exactly. Yet. Yeah. Um, so early 20th century, essentially. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. the railroad tracks are right there as well. Uh-huh. Um, so I think that Bringing would also in that indicate. Ore. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Um, uh, what was I saying? Yes. So, um, oh, the paranormal researchers. Yeah. So, you know, they came in with their uh, instruments and their bleeps and their bloops and their lights. That's cool. Um, and ultimately, uh, we found out we had 13 um, apparitions uh, wow. hiding out in the building. That's so. amazing. This is so. perfect. This is great. This is a great, like, Halloween show for us. Oh, man, totally. <laughs> totally. It's that month, right? It's that spooky month. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's once we found that out, like, leaving, you know, locking up the building at night became, like... <laughs> <laughs> An exercise in sprinting to the door after we turned off the lights. <laughs> a vivid imagination. Before so, that, everything was fine. Oh, yeah. Now it's I like, mean, let's get out of here. Like, yeah. Well, yeah, was there something that prompted you to have this uh, crew in, or did they just approach you? I think we were approached and... Um, Charlotte and I are, are both invested. I mean, you know, also just Chattanooga is... Uh, uh, you know, crawling with, um, you know, these overlapping histories, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's, um, you know, Confederate monuments or mm. it's... I thought you were going to um, say crawling just with paranormal activity. Oh, my mm. gosh, there are ghosts everywhere. <laughs> um, then the rent shouldn't be so high <laughs> or distributed. It's true. It's, <laughs> They're not paying rent. should bring that up with my landlord. Yeah, right. Hey, by the way, I've got I've had paranormal people in here. There's actually 13 other people here. <laughs> yeah. uh, None of them are paying rent. I yeah. mean, <laughs> there were condom wrappers in the front yard, so that was kind of a ghost, I think, <laughs> uh, when I moved in. Uh, oh, man. Um, <laughs> sorry. Um, so, you know, I think... Um, actually, what is it? Sally Mann has this quote. Sally Mann, the photographer, has this quote about Southerners, and I'm reluctant, or at least I try to be, uh, I'm, I'm, I exercise some ambivalence in describing a, a sort of Southern ethos, because mm-hmm. I think that's, you know, some uh, potentially dirty territory, mm-hmm. um, but a, a, a mixed and heated and um, conflicted relationship to the past which is also a kind of obsession, mm-hmm. um, sort of woven into um, uh-huh. a Southern fabric. And, and obviously, um, you know, that sort of contingent on, um, you know, one's 
identity. It's interesting because I think, you know, I think as Americans, we like if you're in Europe or something like that, you wonder at the the relationship to history that people in France or Germany have because they're like surrounded by Roman ruins and things like this, you know, actually old shit. Right. And I think, I think in America, I mean, to some degree on the East coast, you can see this. I mean, to some degree around the country, there's bits of history here and there, but really feels to me as someone who's relatively widely traveled and who grew up in the Midwest, that in the time I've been in the South, this is where this is where the history is because of the civil war and because of the fact that you do that it it just feels like there's so much more investment in what happened before in in the south you know what i mean we're in detroit you know whatever you know what i mean people just aren't it's not really present you know what i mean and i mean i think as a country we've um you know put a lot of effort into erasing uh you know, like the true sort of historical longevity, um, you know, that's outside of sort of codified history right. in, in, in terms of, you know, uh, indigenous populations yeah, and 100%. landscapes. And that's actually another thing, um, you know, in sort of acknowledging, recognizing and also highlighting, you know, the histories of this this site, because we occupy several acres, um, is, is also thinking about. Uh, you know, it's sort of former selves, and, mm-hmm. and that is very much um, uh, influenced by, um, you know, the, the sort of uh, various identities of that landscape um, mm-hmm. and, you know, people, places, things, flora, fauna that um, inhabited it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and it's interesting too. You talk about the overlapping of like you know the 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 narratives and the histories in in Chattanooga, but even in just the small footprint of your your facility, you can see all those stories pile up on one another. Totally. I mean, when we moved in, this is really weird. I mean, as someone who's since I was a little kid has had um, you know kind of a passing or fleeting interest. Uh, at times with uh, graffiti and um, and the culture that surrounds it um, in entering this building you know within like uh, maybe a week of Charlotte having purchased it um, there was uh, graffiti on the wall that was um, you know even the language used in the thought bubbles of the little characters yeah. that have been drawn were not of this era wow <laughs> um, which was you know like it kind of brought everything, um, co- you know, everything sort of coalesced around this drawing. Like, you know, I'm here now, but I'm also here then mm-hmm. and before and maybe, you know, in the future. Yeah. Very interesting, man. Let's talk a bit. A little bit the, the reason the reason you were on the show for all of these reasons, Mike. But the reason why you're on the show right now is because a few weeks ago or a month ago or whatever, you guys sent me a press release about an upcoming event that you have. Body and slam. it was the perfect. Yes. Yeah. Body slam. It was the perfect melding of <laughs> violence and creativity that we love here on the Art Fight podcast. <laughs> and I was like, now is the time we have to talk about uh, Stove Works and talk about this uh, this upcoming benefit. And the Hopefully get the word out and help you guys raise some money awesome. and also see Thank some you. bitchin' wrestling. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's, um, you know, I think one of the things that I would say that we do a lot of things very well, but I, one of the things that we do really well, and, and Joe, you, you mentioned this earlier, um, and I think it's something that, um, you know, in moving forward, um, I, I will kind of be a central thrust as we develop um, 
a kind of uh, synergy and synthesis um, around all of our various programmings and facilities and people um, is, is an ability to take an idea, uh, oftentimes just a phrase like body slam, and draw it out um, like, uh, like gum mm-hmm. in various directions um, so that it's able that uh, um, developing those programs has an impact that isn't uh, for like a particular interest group. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, you know, accesses maybe uh, content um, from various perspectives, mm-hmm. and et cetera, et cetera. So this, um, and I would say this is a, a prime example um, in Body Slam. Um, so it is a Body Slam, a, a <laughs> super sweet wrestling move. Um, <laughs> when I was a kid, I would uh, um, uh, uh, sit in front of the TV and watch Jake the Snake Roberts. <laughs> and, um, you know, who knows what those guys are doing at this point. But um, yeah, that body was a slam, great a great era there. Yeah, <laughs> body slam um, uh, was are like. You, let me ask you really quick: Are you young enough or old enough? I should say that you were watching the WWF when it was still the WWF. I've been trying to have this conversation. <laughs> yeah. People are like, "What do you mean, Ric Flair was in the W? <laughs> like, he was in like the B wrestling, and now he's like um, actually one of the videos we're showing is Rocky Horton's oh. uh, Seraph." Oh, okay. Um, cool. Which has Ric Flair in uh-huh. this kind of like deified sort of sp- spinning, uh, yeah, I don't know, Flair. Yeah, yeah, honestly. Yeah. Um, um, so, right. So, Body Slam was, I guess, like one of the kind of cornerstone moves. Mm-hmm. You know, that maybe in the suplex and the. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it also sounds pile like driver. The pi- no, the, <laughs> but, but it also kind of sounds like punk rock, or it kind of sounds like mm, true, like some weird festival. I don't know. Like it just sounds like a lot of things. Totally, I, I think also, and and plays on words. I mean, that's something. Yeah. Um, that's something I'm really invested in is thinking about language and you know how simple things like you know two words that have this like uh, uh, sort of call on this immediate reference can also be you know I think about body slam also as a kind of um, almost like a poetry slam yeah, you know, yeah like yeah. Um, this kind of deep dive into what a body is could be um, the the kind of variables that compose this fleshy mess yeah. Um, you gotta watch me. I'll go on and on. Um, and, and, and luckily again, you're near, uh, a previous artisanal, uh, body cabinet burial service, uh, coffin. Oh, right, right, right. Manufacturer. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, all, all kinds of fodder there. Right. Yeah. Um, so, uh, right. So, uh, using uh, body slam as a point of departure, um, and, thinking about wrestling as you know kind of the overarching umbrella that that this our programming would um fall under uh we've invited two wrestlers from atlanta Sweet. Um, who will be coming and um beating the crap out of one another yeah great uh in a regulation <laughs> ring i mean we've really we've that's, really pulled out the that's stops so here. cool and it's basically theater i mean it's so like it's so performative it's so interesting and and, and that's you know yeah. that's maybe like so this is kind of like the call and response that Charlotte and I do with some of these um, peripheral programming, um, aside from the, the exhibition, is to think about um, to think about you know 
that would be like one of those strings of gum. Yeah. To, so to think about the body in theatrics and performing, yeah. and um, you know that becomes like the, maybe this point of consideration um, or meditation where you know like at what point actually does does a body stop performing? Mm-hmm. Um, you know whether we're talking about gender, whether we're talking about, I mean. Geez, I don't know. Like all of the things, um, uh, you know, that compose a, a Brian or compose a Joe or compose a Mike. Mm-hmm. Um, so, compose so it. Compose a Joe. I like that. I like that. That sounded good. That's new app. That's compose our, a Joe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's good. That's good. With, with, a, with maybe like a, um, a house band. <laughs> compose a Joe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and a coffee shop. Um, for sure. <laughs> so um, it's like you're a, it's like you're a classical musician in New Jersey. <laughs> Who's that? Uh, it's composer Joe. That's composer Joe. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, he's always whistling the tune in his head. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. This guy. <laughs> so so you're mixing up. You're, you're, you're mixing it up. You're you're putting a lot of things in play. And mm-hmm. then how is how is this uh, going to span across the entirety of this massive space and land that you have for well, acreage? So this is actually one of those projects that we're referring to as a satellite project. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, what, well, yeah. Where will the actual uh, wrestling match take place? Yeah. So that's in a uh, ru- well a decommissioned or a sort of rug factory that's in transition mm-hmm. um, it's it's uh, in the process of being um, renovated and then I, I believe it'll be sold hopefully mm. I see a mixed use event space in its future <laughs> fingers crossed fingers crossed everything in that neighborhood will become mixed use <laughs> event space also and, like from, from like a weird triangle kind of uh, three point perspective or something like the fact that you've now got coffins cast iron stoves the only other thing that you could possibly have that you're working in or around in, in the presence of the past is rugs right like I mean, that's it I mean like how many bodies have been wrapped up in rugs and thrown into yeah. rivers that yeah were, it's sort of I don't know you there's know. just so many that's perfect yeah yeah, you, yeah that's you're, great it's like you're on to some so will there thread now in the, there's an exhibition component is that correct right and that'll be in the same space that'll be in the same space oh, um, that's amazing I love this I love this idea that like people are going to be like kind of seeing a gallery show and right behind them somebody's you know in a headlock <laughs> well, well, totally and I mean I think when is this by the way uh, it's the 19th yeah. so it's um, not this Saturday next it Saturday. is next Saturday yeah see we did a great um, job of getting him on with enough time to yeah. get the show out there and make yeah. noise <laughs> Saturday October 19th uh, tickets are $30 online, but mm-hmm. if you procrastinate and uh, show up and want to purchase them at the door, uh, they're $40. Um, that goes straight to uh, Stoveworks and will... Um, and will help uh, us develop programming, um, work towards our grand opening, which actually is about a calendar year from now. Wow. Um, which is really exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Um, so categorically, this is a, this is a fundraiser, mm-hmm. and people should be compelled anywhere near Chattanooga to go to just help you get this thing going, and you're going to be delivering a, an experience. It's not just going to be... Uh, just some sort of uh, well, you're you know you're donating some money to this thing, and they're gonna feed you some stuff right. and whatever. It's like this is we'll have liquor, we'll have wine, we'll have beer, we'll have wrestlers. you know wrestlers. I mean, what yeah, yeah. come on, y'all. Honestly, sounds yeah. awesome. Come on, y'all. As we say in Chattanooga, come on, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and, and so okay, so um, you know, also wanting to get 
So, oh, sorry, to go back to Joe's point about the exhibition existing in the same time and mm-hmm. space as, you know, uh, guys, you know, punching one another mm-hmm. um, is that that's frustrating. It's mm-hmm. frustrating to have to sort of shelve your main focus mm-hmm. and uh, split attention um, and sort of hybridize mm-hmm. and work towards something else. And there is there is um, a kind of mutually beneficial relationship that happens, I think. And, and we're not just talking about two things because uh, we're also doing a photo booth um, that's based on WWF cards. Nice, that's oh, rad. From uh, the late eighties. So, so cool. Uh, we'll have a I really um, want to go American flag motif. <laughs> um, Sounds amazing. Uh, we'll also have uh, arm wrestling, um, which you know is sort of the. Uh, uh, lower tier, yeah. uh, maybe like a, a bit safer uh, a combat. And this is something that the, that people can participate in? Totally. Oh, totally. fantastic. Are you going to have like a over-the-top type of setup? Uh, I don't know if you've seen um, the Stallone movie. <laughs> that's where, what I was talking uh, about. Yeah, over yeah. the top. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right, like their hands get stabbed. Um, <laughs> yes. That's a $50 ticket. Or like, you know, forearms just splintering. You know, Brian just oh, like turned in his head around backwards. <laughs> fucking... <laughs> I totally forgot about that. I mean, there was also actually a, a Star Trek episode based on Over the Top uh, with uh, Klingon arm wrestling. Is which, that true? Um, yeah. That that's actually sounds like a really awesome two-channel video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, obviously because Stallone is a kind of Klingon. But mm-hmm. um, There's also that scene from the original Fly movie where, where Jeff Goldblum is discovering his power before he actually begins to become a fly. He just has sort of heightened capacity in every possible way and he's like in a bar and somebody says some shit to him and he's a nerdy scientist uh-huh. but he fucking grabs the guy's hand and they start arm wrestling and he just fucking snaps his arm <laughs> <laughs> maybe that maybe we should have a sort of, in the that's the real revenge of the nerds people <laughs> the fly david cronenberg yeah <laughs> get with it it's it's a good one um so okay so arm wrestling the the photo uh Playing card, or I'm sorry, the the photo booth. Photo yeah. booth. Thank you. Um, the wrestling match. Yeah. Um, and then the the exhibition. Mm-hmm. Um, so the exhibition is uh, includes um, number of artists. Uh, let's see if I can remember everybody. Uh, Jackie Anderson, Jacqueline Anderson. She's based in Chattanooga. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, she works in animation and um, is really invested in zines. Mm-hmm. Um, even uh, is um, has been running a zine fest in Chennai for the last several years. Which awesome! Um, I went to this year. It was phenomenal. Um, uh, she'll be uh, contributing uh, some zines as well as um, a, wa- a vinyl wall mural. Um, then uh, Lily McElroy. Um, who has a project, and I'm just going to give you the title, called I Throw Myself at Men. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll let that sort of germinate. Um, <laughs> that could possibly be sort of an intersection between the, the exhibited work and the wrestling. <laughs> you might be on to something. Like, like, like she it. should just all of a sudden just like be like the weird person that all of a sudden is on the ladder from the corner of the <laughs> ring. Standing up right, she I, jumps. I, I won't confirm nor deny. Okay. <laughs> um, is she also this. based in Chattanooga? No, she's based in Kansas City. Does okay. she have health insurance? 
<laughs> she's a lecturer at uh, Kansas City Art Institute, so I'm going to say no. Exactly. Yeah, I was going to say, oh, she's a lecturer. That means oh, no. God. Yeah, that means no, no one cares. Yeah. <laughs> God, God forbid anyone culturally contribute. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Um, let's see. So uh, Lily McElroy, Lisa Glacius, uh, who's based in Gainesville, Florida, um, will be... Uh, 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 the lion's share of the works contributed are um, take uh, video format. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, uh, I don't want to say ease, uh, but that's, I think, to sort of seamlessly integrate uh, the exhibition into, into yeah. the space. I know, I like that idea. Um, and in this space, you know, the, the lighting will be, um, you know, at a level that will be conducive to video projection. Yeah, but um, not well, looking at paintings necessarily. Exactly. <laughs> Um, okay, so Lisa Glacius, two really uh, wonderful, simple line drawing animations. Uh, Heath Schultz, who is based in Chattanooga and teaches at UTC, um, will be contributing uh, some newly printed books um, on uh, Guy Debord. Um, cool. As well as um, Guy Debord's, well, actually, it's um, a rendition of Guy Debord's Society of the Spectacle, mm-hmm. um, the film that many people haven't seen for whatever reason, and I only saw. Um, it's on YouTube, y'all. Because I'm a YouTube shark, yeah. Over the web. Over the top is not on YouTube. And and I think, like, in terms of... Um, also Guy Debord. <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's another trifecta right there, you guys. Guy Debord. Oh, my gosh. Hulk Hogan. <laughs> totally. Um... There, um, so, uh, sorry, so the Society of the Spectacle, which is, um, he's, uh, video based on the Society of the Spectacle, mm-hmm. um, will be projected larger cool. than anything else. So it'll hold a kind of presence that, um, you know, it's both, it's also 75 minutes. So like no one's going to watch the whole thing. Right. But I think offers uh, a kind of edge, a kind of critical edge to mm-hmm. the exhibition that potentially could be lost in, um, you know, hedonism, mm-hmm. which, you know, is okay too. <laughs> um, then, uh, and, and it is a spectacle in its own right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in, in sort of like all the kind of glorious, glamorous and gory uh, senses of the word. Um, What's the biggest challenge in terms of the curation? I, I don't want to derail you from sort of like the listing. Sure. And we'll, we'll give people the information on like how to get everything right. But I just, I'm really curious. I don't want I just want to say this before we miss it. Mm-hmm. I'm just really interested from your perspective and what you're putting together. Like what, what are the, what are the, the parts of it that you are finding the most challenging or have been the most rewarding or uh, what are you kind of up against with yourself or others when you're, when you're going about doing the piece, you know, from a curation standpoint? Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> and not specific to this particular effort, but is um, uh, having to operate in this provisional space all the time, um, which, you know, is both like amazing and fun and is fruitful in some specific ways. Um, but you know, also is, uh, the root cause of, uh, you know, like my accelerated gray hairs, um, <laughs> and, and you know, and some serious bouts with anxiety and insomnia. <laughs> um, because oftentimes, uh, actually our last exhibition, which was a major undertaking, um, we didn't know what, I probably shouldn't even say this. We didn't even know what space the exhibition was going to be mounted until a week and a half before the show. Oh, my God. And then um, 
spent <laughs> five days building something like 300 running feet of a uh, wall, some mm-hmm. of it freestanding, um, and then... Something to actually hang the work on. Is that what I'm just ga- hang gathering? Hang the work on, and also, <laughs> um, yeah, just to kind of give the, the space uh, uh, an atmosphere mm-hmm. and also, you know, like a, a sort of um, declarative footprint. Yeah. Um, so, you know, like, that's a positive and negative. And, you know, I think I've kind of always existed in this space of, like, procrastinating sucks, but I always find that, you know, in that last 17 minutes, <laughs> <laughs> that golden 17 minutes right before they open up the wine box <laughs> or, or before I'm fired, like, you know, like the thing spills out and like we all breathe a sigh of relief and yeah. my face goes from, you know, beet red to you yeah. know, Irish pale. <laughs> um, the two colors of Mike Fagan. <laughs> there's no in between. Seriously. There's your memoir title. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's funny because I do, I do, I feel for you, man, because I mean, I've, I've worked in so many gallery and museum situations. And when you, when you get to do any variety of different kinds of uh, displays in a space that you're familiar with, it is infinitely easier because Mm. you've, you've dialed that space in to such a degree that you, you already know so much about what works in this wall versus what doesn't work on that wall and all those things. And when you have to constantly like literally make the space from scratch or even just deal with a brand new space from scratch, it's, 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 it's half again as difficult as it would be if you had your own dedicated space that you always knew what you were dealing with. Totally. I mean, as an example, um, be brief, but uh, I mentioned the week and a half that we had to um, revamp the space and install the show like a day before the show opened, still installing work, uh, there was a storm. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a two-floor, two-story warehouse. <laughs> and no one told us that the second-floor roof, which leads oh, to the sky... To the sky. <laughs> ...was, um, you know, it was it could just as easily have been called uh, like a colander <laughs> um, as a roof. Um, and we spent like you know three hours Uh um and this is our three employees uh caroline charlotte and myself although more so caroline and charlotte um filling the second floor with tarps (laughs) and kiddie pools yeah um i mean the work's insured but you know that doesn't mean that you know we want it damaged in any way shape or form 100 percent um so you know that was a point of well, panic, honestly. Right. Um, but we dealt with it. And, um, you know, I guess I, you know, stupid grandfather adage, but like what doesn't kill you makes you stronger or more. Oh, c- it's true. Or more cynical. It's true. <laughs> Both, you know. Yeah, totally. On some level. Because you're happy that you survived it and you see the yield and the positive things that come from it. But at the same time, you're like, Jesus Christ. Like, why do I even, why am I even dealing with this? You know, like, well, this is heinous. Well, and also an opportunity to exercise, like, um, you know, what at its base is like um you know fundamental skill of like creativity is like creative problem solving that's right yeah you know like how are you gonna make that is art people don't understand it it's like yeah a hole in the ceiling welcome to art (laughs) i've actually actually, uh, taken up uh, what i'm considering maybe like an um, i don't know if a new frontier but a different frontier which is creative problem making (laughs) so yeah there you go get on the other side of that (laughs) which i don't know would have been like drilling more holes in the ceiling. Um, 
but yeah, like a you know, like a, a strategy that maybe opens up space that uh, hasn't uh, previously be, been considered. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, so this provisionality, that kind of informal quality, yeah. um, you know, I, I think has uh, you know two different um, two different lives in in our lives. Yeah. Um, well, and, you know, and that, that, sorry, that, that also um, influ- you know, that's also uh, borne out in budgets. And, um, you know, the, the moving of works, I mean, because we've had, um, you know, artists from L.A., um, you know, it's housing for artists when we fly them in, it's, yeah. you know, uh, coming up with a panel, or scheduling a panel, but then, you know, being so busy that, you know, 18 minutes before the panel, I'm, like, writing questions on my hand. Um, and, and, you know, I... Th- <laughs> I feel like I I continually roll back and digress, but um, um, you know I think one of the things that's sort of a central focus of mine inadvertently um, is is testing uh, professionalism and like what constitutes professionalism. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, you know I I think because sometimes you have to be super angular or weird or unpredictable or harsh or or unprofessional like <laughs> yeah well, that's, that's what I'm saying is like things that people would deem unprofessional sometimes totally. are just the, the way that things get done and you, you don't want to be making apologies but at the same time you, you don't want to be in the position of it's a tough thing it's like a weird psychology battle and first and foremost uh, the artists have to be treated well we pay our artists um, we are working towards being wage certified that is as an artist, um, paramount. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, respecting the artist and making sure they're taken care of and the work is um, uh, lovingly, tenderly um, dealt with. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm sure people get annoyed with us because we are such a skeleton crew, but we, we really do <laughs> Best. Yeah, man. <laughs> well, so so here's the thing. Like a lot of people are going to hear this. Hopefully, a lot of people in Chattanooga are going to hear this. Uh, that maybe just got turned on to this whole thing, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and and all that. So they know now how much goes into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the guy comes in with an eye patch. Uh, <laughs> yeah. he's, he's he's got he's got an eye thing. He's got thirteen ghosts. He's got <laughs> yeah. you know, there's all kinds of shit going on here. Seriously. So, so the least that people can give do, this guy a hand. And like we're a, we're, <laughs> we're a year away, people. We are still a year away. And so this man is saying we've got wrestlers. <laughs> We've got art. We've got video that will be that'll challenge your brain. Uh, whiskey. We've got, got all everything. the things. Whiskey. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Totally. And whiskey. some some great artists and some great people and a great cause. So how do people get tickets? Um, so either on Facebook, um, if you go to the Stoveworks Facebook page, which is Stove, S T O V E Space Works W R K S. Um, there's also links uh, that have been posted through Instagram, um, which is stove, stove, stove actually underscore works, um, and then our website. Cool. St- and we'll link everything in the description. Stoveworks.org. Yeah. Super tight. So awesome. We'll, yeah. We'll link everything in the description and, and be sure to get the word out as well for uh, whatever we can do to pitch in. And gosh, I, I would love to go, man. I, I got a project the day before, but I'm going to see what we can figure out. Because like I said, my wife's you know from there. We you know It's easy to drive. You know, sure. I, I think a lot of people from Nashville should consider going but um uh or from thereabouts but yeah go so, ahead. so i'll also add um you know we, we've i've mentioned other programming and uh we're talking about this fundraiser and how much it costs this is the only the only program that we have 
that we've initiated that we've run over the past 18 months um, they cost money everything is free yeah um, and when uh, in a, a year from now during our super big blowout extravaganza grand opening with exhibitions and performances and music and food and this will just be a fixture that dancing you can bears or participate whatever in. so this is an investment essentially it's not all in and out for one thing like you're you're, you're staking your claim by, by paying $30 to go to this totally and, and saying like I believe in this and this is going to keep giving back well absolutely yeah. and, and you know I think um, who it's giving back to is of primary concern as well um, that it doesn't just cater to I'm very suspicious of the word accessible uh, because I think um, it sort of laminates the nuance of um, who we're talking about um, and how we're talking about um, access. It's <laughs> another conversation altogether. Yeah. Um, but that, uh, that the barriers for entry are super low. Yeah. Um, you can come sit in the library and you can check out you can read books about artists and you can even like, you know, try to slog through, uh, you know, th books on like, fr you know, French theorists right alongside me. Um, you can check out the exhibitions. Um, we'll have open studio events with the nine residents that will be um, uh, housed in, uh, in our space. Um, Amazing. For, I think it's 10 months out of the year, nine months out of the year. Wow. Uh, is, there, uh, is there a website? Stoveworks.org. Okay, and, awesome. And you can see, um, uh, you can get a lot of the kind of background information, um, the uh, sort of captions to a lot of the things I'm describing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and also... Because really, we just want people to like get curious and then go find out more. Because once they get to your website, once they get to these pages, then they can actually start pushing buttons to be raising their hand to get involved totally. or to uh, to get tickets or to support in any way. Hey, um, and so, Joe, do you have any things coming up in the next uh, minute here, week? Uh, uh, like I don't know. And know Saturday, this, this coming Saturday, the... Because you just had a really cool... Uh, um, thing last saturday we had yeah last saturday which was the what what day is it now it was the thursday it was the so thursday is what the what the 10th yeah 11th 12th so on the 5th we had a uh uh an opening at uh the reset room slash crappy magic in wedgwood houston and it was a show called picturing home it was it was three photography projects including my pikes project when we had the debut of my new uh postcard sets which sold rather briskly i'm happy to so say. cool man and so um, uh and there's still some there and uh the show we decided to keep the show up for a full week and this so it's up all week and this coming saturday the 12th will be the last day and um david hellums and me and i think some of the other people from the other projects um the other picturing home projects will be there so we're going to do a little bit of a kind of a hangout in the the afternoon on saturday before we like literally take the show down that saturday awesome. night but yeah but come get some postcards or find me at mighty joe nolan on instagram and just send me a direct message and i'll uh tell you how you can just uh, send me like a paypal and i'll mail you a set yeah or or get on twitter and at mighty joe nolan and argue yeah, with them there's that too yeah can i go <laughs> check that out tomorrow i think david will be there tomorrow yeah okay all right. awesome hey uh so <laughs> all right we're gonna wrap this up hey man thanks so much for the uh for the time and the, what a great way to start in the new space um maybe you'll leave a ghost here for us um and uh <laughs> no that, that could be interpreted uh, many different ways <laughs> right i'm gonna leave a ghost here fuckers all right <laughs> i appreciate it man really thanks awesome. so much guys this is a lot of fun take care thank you mike thanks everybody listening
Okay guys, I love the Art Fight podcast, and I listen to every episode even though I am a robot trying to sound like an actual person. I know it takes a lot to keep the podcast going. How can I help? Go to anchor.fm forward slash Art Fight Podcast. Click on the button, the big old button that says support this podcast. And once you get there, you'll have three options. You can just choose the lowest level. You're going to pledge 99 cents a month to, to our production and, and help us out. Again, anchor.fm forward slash Art Fight Podcast. Click on support this podcast. All right. Thanks, everyone.